Welcome to another episode of Building Tech Talk. We're here with Luke Kruger, the co-founder of I See What You See. Got it. And I got that one. All right. So we've got, uh, as usual, we have our resident experts, Scott Jenkins and Dr. Doug Brown of ZS2 Technologies. And uh, we're excited to talk to you, Luke, about some new ideas, especially kind of spawned, I guess, give you guys a little bit of a a leap, I guess, in the marketplace, thanks to the global COVID-19 pandemic, your yep. technology has kind of become a go-to and it's really an interesting thing. So uh, just going to toss it over to you a little bit to give us an overview first, what I see what you see is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are a visual communication platform um, that is recorded by default. Um, we're doing some neat things on the back end with machine learning and artificial intelligence, but our core product is a video chat product built for the mobile workforce um, using leading edge uh, augmented reality technology. So gives our users the ability to draw, mark up the screen in real time, problem solve, give estimates and do work remotely for the mobile workforce. So define the mobile workforce a little bit for us. Yeah, for sure. So it is primarily um, residential and commercial construction, um, along with utility companies, but really anybody who is in a vehicle for a huge portion of their day, um, going to and from sites, um, or or has to go uh, in order to give estimates or quotes. Um, and we're you know, just like everybody these days who's doing a lot of their work on video, we're enabling them to do that from wherever they are without the travel, without the expense of that trip. So so for con construction, uh, would this be, you know, largely um, helping folks in terms of optimizing their time, whether it's a plumber, an electrician, uh, HVAC specialist, but also the clients in optimizing their time? at the mm -hmm. site if they if there needs to be fixes or a piece of equipment's broke down like a you know a makeup air unit or a you know a, a air conditioning unit on their roof system and and you're really yeah. like you're really saving people a lot of time. Yeah. Um a couple of different main use cases and we were talking before and I told you, you know, I grew up in a in a home where my dad was a general contractor so I know this space quite well. And so the the couple of main use cases are remote estimates um, in, in a lot of cases, if you're a tradesperson, um, you know, or a service company, there's no need for you to go in person in order to take a look at a job you've done a thousand times. Um, so that would, that was the first one, um, behind our, our leap into the construction space. The second thing, and what we've learned is that, um, expertise is really hard to come by depending on, you know, what industry you're in. And as a lot of folks are retiring. Um, so how can we make those people exponentially available to people who are working on site who might be junior? Um, or how many problems have you come across, you know, in the construction space where if you can see it, you can fix it. Um, and so we de developed our software, which connects with any smartphone anywhere in the world, it's device and platform agnostic, um, and it initiates with an SMS message. And all that person has to do is click, and then they're connected with an expert who's on the other side of that. Okay, so you know, uh, Doug and I were chatting before this, um, connecting with the SMS message, like that. how simple is that? So if you're not even a tech, you know, if you're the potential client, mm -hmm. it can't get much easier than that. So you've made the user interface very friendly to folks that may not be tech savvy or in terms of the people they're talking to, you know, the tradespersons, they're not savvy in that area. 
Exactly. And that was our primary focus from the outset is this has to be dead simple because we need to be able to connect with anyone anywhere. There's, you know, and we've all experienced this as consumers. Um, there's way too much friction right now to get in touch with an expert or somebody on the other end. Um, probably over the last six to nine months, we've all had these meetings where you can write off the first 15 minutes of every meeting because everybody's trying to download the software, create their account, do the update, whatever the case might be. So for us, we wanted to be platform and device agnostic. You click a link in an SMS message that's sent to you and boom, you're immediately in that, in that video session. Wow. Wow. That, yeah, simple, simplicity, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the key. I, I think it's, you, you said simplicity and it, it really does seem like a very logical thing and yet it doesn't really exist in a lot of cases except for you guys that are, that have brought this out. Where did, where did the idea come from? Where did the, where was the aha moment that this was needed? So I'll say that there were two kind of moments that, that dovetailed together really nicely. So the first one was, um, I had an experience, my co-founder had an experience within, you know, a couple days of each other where we had a home service visit. Um, and his was a garage door opener. Mine was a dishwasher, but either way, it was that story that we're all way too familiar with, um, which is you call an 800 number, you get put on hold. Eventually you talk to somebody and they're like, well, did you try resetting it or unplugging it and plugging it back in? And that's about the extent of the troubleshooting. Um, and then the solution seems to be, well, we'll send somebody to your house. So why don't you stay home from work and not do anything else that day between 8 AM and 3 PM, we're going to send somebody by, and then you just have to sit there all day and wait for this person. And what was so frustrating to both of us and why we wanted to start building a solution for this is that that person inevitably gets to your house and they're in and out in 10 minutes. And we're like, well, this is crazy. We all have a high definition camera and a supercomputer in our pockets. Why don't we use these things for something? And so that's kind of where it started. Um, and I referenced earlier, I, I grew up in a family where my dad is a general contractor um, and I, I went home to Vancouver to visit him and we were having this conversation and he was saying that he has started to sign off or get sign off for his building projects um, with inspectors, with engineers over FaceTime. And that really sparked an idea for me because if somebody like my dad and he's, you know, not the most technically savvy person on earth, um, God bless him, but um, if he is willing to do that with some of his, um, you know, service providers and people that he works with, then we've, we thought probably a lot of other people would be ready for it as well. Um, and we've all used FaceTime or, you know, WhatsApp or Skype or Zoom or whatever it is. And we all know the challenges that come along with that, which is if the person on the other end is not also using an Apple device, FaceTime is not going to work for you. If the other person doesn't already have Zoom installed in their device, that's not going to work for you. And so how can we get around that by being extremely simple and extremely accessible to everybody? And it sounds simple. Um, it's incredibly complicated, as we've learned, to actually um, build software that works on every device and every software update and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I won't bore you with those details. Actually, I'm kind of interested in those details. Yeah, yeah actually, so am I. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that, that, that sort of tweaked with me is I know uh, for us here in Canada and among the different provinces, that that's been a challenge with, a, you know, these COVID-19 apps is, is having it roll out again across multiple device platforms. And so what you guys have accomplished is actually very difficult. It is. And I think that's, but that's so important because, you know, you know, Joe Smith, tradesperson, uh, you know, he's got this device and yet his partner, you know, Jane Smith 
has a Samsung or something else. Mm -hmm. And then the client, you know, Dr. Doug Brown, the client says, well, wait a sec, I don't have that. I, I wouldn't have even put that together. Yep. Some people might still have a flip phone though. Then what do you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, that's only that's less than two percent of the market. So I think we're good. He's yeah. researched it. <laughs> yeah. That's good to I, know. I it is my business to know some of these details. Yeah. That's great. So who have you seen as sort of your early adopters here? Because I I imagine anyone who's remote, this would be such a great solution for because mm -hmm. now the trades guy doesn't have to travel an hour to some rural property to, you know, like you said, see something that might take 10 minutes. Totally. Uh, it works really well for us. Um, number one, there's an advantage to being in Canada. As it turns out, Canada is very large, which means that um, you have a lot, you have significant drive times or, or long flights, potentially, depending on where your projects are. Um, so there's a huge barrier in terms of expense. Um, and then in, in scenarios where you're on the road a lot, and you know, the research that we've done says that depending on your role, up to 50% of your work week can be spent in a vehicle. Um, and while some of those people might think that that's fun uh, to pick up a Tim Hortons and listen to sports talk radio on the way to their, their job site, as a business owner, as a decision maker, that's not what you wanna pay people to be doing, is driving to and from sites. Um, so those two things really helped, but in terms of the industries and the type of people that adopted, um, people that had long drive times where they're doing estimates and work where um, you get in any industry, in any trade, there's these highly repetitive things where you've seen something a hundred times, a thousand times. And as soon as you see that problem, or as soon as you see that job site, you immediately know what's wrong or how to price it or whatever the case is. And so we're just trying to eliminate those 80% of highly repetitive tasks or, or highly identifiable um, work sites um, and get to the and get to using our experts the way they should be used, which is on those 20% of difficult to solve problems. And that's what you want to be paying those experts to do. I'm also thinking, Doug, from your perspective, you're definitely our anti-carbon, anti-emissions. Get the get that down. You're you're talking about a, quite a significant reduction in the amount of energy required for any business, yep. really. Have you have you guys looked at any of the numbers of what that could do for a company as far as reducing the travel costs or in emissions case? Yeah, so we do monthly reporting for our customers, and we'll say based on your average trip length, um, you know, and and how many of them per day you, you do and stuff like that. We will be able to give them um, CO two emissions reductions, um, and then the one that we all as Canadians tend to love to talk about is fuel savings, right? Like that's, you know, from a financial perspective, there's that as well. And then we could talk about carbon pricing and all of those other things that kind of go along with that. Um, it's hard to say off the top of my head because it will largely depend on the length of the trip and the vehicle. Um, but suffice to say that we have customers that are taking um, thousands of tons of emissions out of, out of the atmosphere every year. It, it doesn't, depending on your industry and, and you think about the, the construction service service companies and and vehicles we see out on the road for utility companies and just the amount of them you start to do the math pretty quickly in your head and you realize how many thousands of of kilometers a day that you're saving could could you add to that a little bit because we were talking before we we started the the broadcast is um just about how much you're also saving in return trips yeah because the client and the service technician uh have a much higher level of knowledge from that initial interaction. So they're arriving on site with the appropriate tools, with the appropriate information, rather than to have that yeah. callback, I guess you'd yeah. think of it. Scott, the term you used when we were talking earlier was triage, right? And that's yeah. and that's really what it is. Is so 
the level one triage, if you want to call it that, or our, our ideal state would be that you solve the problem on that first video interaction, be done with it, not have to do that trip. The second level would be, um, you know, and again, the research that we've done says that if, if you're in a business that requires on a lot of, um, trips, a lot of truck rolls, um, about 25% of the time, there's a second trip that's required because you didn't have the right material, the right tool, the right part, you know, we, we can all imagine what those scenarios would be. Um, and at the very minimum, getting eyes on that before you send a truck, which depending on your industry costs about $350 per truck roll. Um, so it's not insignificant. Um, and then being able to see that problem and, and properly assess it and make sure that you're sending the right SME, the, having the right equipment with the right material in order to solve that problem and not have to go back for that second time. That 25% number was way higher than I thought it would be. But anyone who's worked in these industries for a while knows that there's a lot of second trips that are not necessary and avoidable. Well, it, it's, it's so, so I was thinking about it even a little more after we had our chat earlier today is um, in our business, our industry, you know, uh, our team kind of likes to make fun of me because I just hammer the project management ahead of time over and over with checklists and talking about things and asking the same questions over and over. You, your technology has really also automated all that. And it's all about the, if you spend the time planning in advance, how much time, effort, resources can you save because everybody has a much higher knowledge or, yep. or level of what the issue is and how we're going to address it. Well, it's brilliant. The, the famous quote in our industry is measure twice, cut once. Yes, right? that's like right. That's, my dad taught me that from when I was like, you know, six, seven years old, right? So th that's the whole idea behind it. And you, and you mentioned project management. That's one of the other use cases that I love. If you are a project manager managing multiple product projects in a city, in a province or a state, or even across, you know, you know, multiple countries, you can be quote unquote on site or virtually on site every day if you want to be and really monitor how the work is going, how the, how the project is progressing. And, you know, if you've got trades that say that they're done their work, well, let's just take a quick look. Yeah. That's a, yeah, actually a bit of a, you know, just a, a management tool there in terms totally. of ensuring that things are at the pro appropriate stage or maybe getting ready for the next stage of a pro project so that you can coordinate that timing. So you, I've seen it so many times where people should, the next stage of a, a project is about to start, but they're not ready. So now you yep. have people on standby. And in my previous company or past life, uh, we would fly people into a city and sometimes we would have them in a hotel for two or three days waiting for the site to be ready for them. That sounds expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> But it was customer service. I think what you're also doing is you're taking customer service to a whole other level. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. And from the perspective that you're talking about of not having these fits and starts of trades and, and various service providers waiting to be able to do their work, what we're also able to do is take an entire project lifecycle and really tighten that up. And if you can shave off a few weeks, that can make a big difference for a project, as you guys well know. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. That's a big part of our business model is, you know, saving time and saving time, uh, you know, for our clients saves them money ultimately mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You know, we talked a lot about it from the, the perspective of the business owner, but you, you said something interesting where it was the customer experience is so much better. So is, is this something that you're seeing with the people that are the early adopters, like we talked about, that they're seeing a return on either 
more frequent customers, growth in business? Is there anything measured at that point where that because we're talking about, yeah, it makes it easy for us, but is it good for the for the customer as well? Yeah, we've uh, one of the pieces that we installed is at, at the end of the video session, there's a couple of prompts after and they can be customized for how you interact with your customer. Um, but a lot of them are around, you know, what was this experience like versus, you know, the model that we talked about at the beginning of sit at home, wait for this time window, wait for somebody to show up. And so our, you can imagine our CS scores are off the charts, right? Um, but the story that I like to tell, and it's a little anecdotal, but I think it's it's telling. We're is, all about the anecdotes. Okay, right? great. Or maybe I am, right? Doug, Doug has well, to yeah. live through a lot of these. Well, here's a good one for you. Um, so a lot of our, our early customers were utility companies. And so if you think about your relationship, if you want to call it that, with your natural gas provider, and I won't mention names, um, but a, a neighbor that I used to have, my, my wife and I subsequently moved, but my neighbor that I used to have knew we were building this company and knew that part of the reason was to eliminate these, you know, wait at home days for your service window before they show up. So he had an issue with his furnace um, and his local gas provider had used an I see what you see call to call him and to fix his furnace. And he was so thrilled by this. He came over to my house. And one of the other features that's built into our software is that your end customer can get a copy of that video sent to them. And he plays this video for me. And so, the, and it was just kind of funny. And, you know, certainly we were proud of that moment and stuff like that. But the, the question that I like to ask people is when was the last time that you went to your neighbor unsolicited and talked about an amazing customer experience with your natural gas supplier, like probably never would be my guess. And so that's the kind of thing is like, we're really trying to get these indus industries, you know, construction utilities to take that leap forward and really get to a point where all of us as consumers are expecting on demand and we're expecting and comfortable with video, with chat, with stuff like that. And so let's put a tool that's built for these industries in their hands that, you know, allows you to come alongside how all of your customers are used to consuming anyways. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, you know, for us being in the construction industry, um, this is an industry that generally has not embraced customer service, mm -hmm. right? It's uh, no, like, you know, the trades guy or gal and, you know, I'll, I'll get there when I get there, right? Here's your window because mm -hmm. I'm busy. Like, yeah. it's just and the way it is. And sometimes they don't get there. <laughs> and sometimes they don't get there. So happen. I think you're not just taking things a step further. This is a massive leap, like to tell that story, mm -hmm. you know, and how many times has he showed that video? And he has it on his phone. Right. And I don't even know, hopefully a bunch of times, Yeah, which is, you know, amazing customer experience and, and you know, marketing for, for the company. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we're experiencing. You know, home builders are able to offer a virtual walkthrough option, like for, for home buyers that have already purchased or thinking about purchase, purchasing, being able to walk through on their own schedule when it's convenient for them and then get a recording just in case, you know, your partner wasn't able to be there, you can still show it to them. And right. so that's one of the the things that it's allowing them is the flexibility to, to do it on demand, really. And, you know, we like to talk about this, but the world's going on demand, we can get rides on demand, we can get foods on demand, you could get a date on demand if you want to. Um, so why is it that we're all stuck sitting at home for these service windows, mm -hmm. um, or on a job site waiting for somebody to show up when they're just, you know, a a video call away. Yeah. So maybe, uh, you know, one thing that is of interest, you know, and since we've started the, the podcast is I see what you see is probably, you know, and Luke, you and, and your, your colleagues and all your partners are probably the first 
company technology, you know, leaders that we've had on that really also uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has in a potentially positive way helped your business. You know, so yep. maybe we could chat about that a little bit because, you know, as I commented before too, I, I think this technology with I see what you see was going to, it is taking off regardless, but the pandemic maybe has accelerated things a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair way to say it. And Scott, you made the comment earlier that, you know, our technology is is really causing a leap forward, you know, who knows how many years, maybe five years forward for the industry. And it was going to get there, but it was going to be, you know, probably those very early adopters and, you know, slower adoption and that kind of thing. Um, to be able to offer people a virtual work or virtual inspection or virtual estimate option um, is very on vogue right now with, with the COVID um, restrictions and everything that's going on. Um, but the other, the other thing that our customers are seeing is yes, it's a leap forward and it's a bit of a stretch. It makes people a little bit uncomfortable from a change perspective because it is a big, it is a big change in how they're working and there's no getting around that. Um, but the thing that they are seeing and experiencing is that they use it as a marketing tool with their clients to be able to say, we are going to be able to provide better more modern service for you um, and even the partners that they work with. So the, the subcontractors, the third parties, um, it, it's a net benefit for everyone once they make that change in behavior and they're actually able to use it as a selling feature. So if I could throw out a potential business opportunity for I see what you see um, is if you could take the technology and just hypothetically, and, and I'm asking for a friend here, yeah. you know, take it to where you could now assist in, I don't know, renovations of condos, <laughs> Doug, Dr. Yeah. Doug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it dawns on me that a natural evolution for this would be some sort of central database where it's like, oh, you've got this problem. All of a sudden you get a text message from an expert and he's watching you do something. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems like such a great idea. And if I could have it in the palm of my hand where I'd have like a trained expert next to me watching me doing, as Scott mentioned, some of my DIY projects, yep. I probably wouldn't have electrocuted myself as many times. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the trends that we kind of, um, grasped onto when we were first starting this two years ago was all you have to do is a quick search on YouTube. And there are millions and millions and millions of views of common household fixes that people are looking for help with. And that's pretty good right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good because probably it's, it's comparable to what you're looking at in your own home. Um, but the thing for us is that, you know, in construction and, you know, if you're doing renovations, every home is a unique snowflake, right? Mm -hmm. So they've all got nuances and Scott, you were telling me about your, your home is, you know, yeah, a, it's a old, yeah, an older home and, you know, you're mm -hmm. renovating it and it's there, everything's a little bit different. And so to have that advice, but have it be, um, really custom to your specific situation and, and on demand is a really, is a really big deal for all of us. Yeah. Just to, uh, kind of wrap up a little bit of all the concepts that we've been talking about in the very beginning, you talked about a lot of very technical processes you guys are going through yeah. that the, the yeah. term machine learning was dropped, which tends yeah. to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, makes ears perk up a little yeah. bit. Uh, so what is, what is next? You're up and running, you're, you've got this platform out there. What are, what are the new ideas? Where, where's this going? Where's this technology taking us? Yeah. So I, I think one of the trends we've been hearing this 5g idea kind of thrown around a lot, um, directionally, we think that the world is going appless. 
um, meaning that everything's going to be based on browser. Um, nobody likes downloading new apps and creating new accounts. It's, you know, a ton of friction. Nobody really likes it. And plus downloads for businesses are really hard to get. Um, so we think the world is going appless. Once 5G is national, um, you know, and across North America, the things that we can do with augmented reality um, over video using your browser and a smartphone is really going to be exponential. 5G, people sort of think of, you know, the move from LTE to 5G is going to be maybe 10%, 20%, 30% better. You can actually push 20x the amount of data through a 5G network that you can through LTE. And so the, everything that we think of being done inside of apps right now is now going to be available on browser. And we're not far away from that. So it opens up a ton of options for us. Um, and then to answer a little more specifically to that question, um, one of the things that I didn't mention explicitly at the outset was every session that we do um, is recorded by default. Um, and so then the question becomes, what are we able to do with these recordings with our customers? Are there fixes that you can have an automated or, or you know, an AI-led response and not have to have one of your subject matter experts sitting on the other end of the device giving walking them through? And so is that going to replace all of these fixes and situations? Well, of course not. There's going to be some highly technical nuanced pieces to it that we've talked about. But there is, you know, kind of a classic 80-20 rule kind of kind of thing going on in these industries. And that 80%, um, those solutions and questions that you end up answering over and over and over again, um, those we're going to be able to automate answers for. So Skynet is going to fix my dishwasher. One <laughs> yeah. so. I hope so. It's, I, I think we need to, to just, I want to reiterate what Luke just said, though, because I've never heard of this before, but it makes so much sense that the world is going appless. So I think for the Building Tech Talk podcast, like mm -hmm. this is, you know, for anybody who's watching this, hi, mom, um, <laughs> Apple, like it makes a lot of sense because it's 20 times the data on 5G versus LTE. Well, this is the first time, to be honest, just sitting here, I've considered wearing those, um, you know, visual projecting Google glasses or, yep. or different um, brand glasses, because then I have two hands to work on whatever I'm working on. That seems like at least me as a potential consumer for the first time, a product like that is has a relevance other than just it's neat. <laughs> yep. If you're wearing something that you can run a video stream through, um, we think that that kind of stuff is going to be, we're going to see that more in the workplace. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. This is really cool stuff. Thank you for taking the time to outline it all for us. And we'll be sure to follow up with you uh, in in, uh, in a little while just to see how it's going and, and where you guys are taking it. For sure. So, yeah. Thanks, Luke. Thanks thank a lot for the opportunity, guys. And thanks everyone for thank listening. You. And be sure to subscribe to Building Tech Talk on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. Ring the bell. And building Tech Talk is Tech Talk one word. And we'll talk to you next time.